Welcome to the Legacy Nashville Podcast. We are so grateful that you've taken the time out of your day or night to tune in. We pray that this message encourages you to love God, love people, and change the world. Now, let's get to the message. All right, last week we talked about, anybody remember? Finishing well. We talked about finishing one season well. And then today what I want to do is talk about starting another season strong. All right? So I, I, I got a, a lot of scriptures prepared. I'm going to talk about starting strong. And the word is basically just encouragement. That's all it is. It's just, it's, it's literally a whole sermon of encouragement. And you know what I found interesting, this is why I said I had an interesting experience, is I realized that for a lot of us, as the people of God, we are unsure if we can receive encouragement in this season. For some of us, 2023 has been so hard that when somebody tries to encourage you, you're like, I don't know if I can receive that. I don't even know if I'm allowed to receive encouragement. I don't, e- I don't even know if I can be built up right now, to be honest with you, Pastor, because 2023 has colored the lens of my perspective of God's good nature. You cannot define God's nature with one single season of life. You, you cannot define God's goodness with one single experience in your life that is negative. You can't take one experience and then nullify all of the good things that God has done in your life. How he's come through time after time, how he saved you, how he's healed you, how he's rescued you. We have to let our testimonies, we have to let the word of God inform us of God's nature, not a singular season of our lives that has been frustrating. And for a lot of us, I know 2023 has been frustrating. For a lot of us, 2023, I talked about this at conference, has been a year that feels as though it has been marked by death. And I know that, and I get that. We talked about that. We've done all that we can do in the form that we're in. Talked about that at conference. But the reason I wanna start here is because I wanna pray. I wanna pray that the Holy Spirit would condition your heart that the Holy Spirit would condition my heart, that the Holy Spirit would prepare us for some of the scriptures that we're gonna read this morning because I don't want us to be allergic to encouragement. 2023 has been so bad, I can't receive it. Encouragement is not like gluten. For those of you guys who can't process it. But I think literally right now, like we have a whole lot of Christians who are like, nope, can't process encouragement. Can't process encouragement. I'm still processing the disappointment of the last year. Uh, me and Pastor Brian and, and, and Ronnie, we were talking in the back about, you know, hope, hope deferred, it makes the heart sick. And I don't know if you're in here today and you would say, I don't really know if I want to receive a message on encouragement. I'm just kind of cool right where I'm at. My heart is sick. I want to pray healing over your heart. Is that okay? Like, I know it's a little different. It's not like a full-blown like pilot passage and us digging into it expositionally, but I just, I want to pray uh, right now for our hearts. Is that okay? Um, I know it's weird, it could be embarrassing, but you know what, we're the family of God, we're a covenant community. If you feel in here, you're like, dude, my heart is sick, man. I'm not encouraged. Would you you be willing to lift your hand? I'm not trying to embarrass you, we're gonna pray for you, literally. There's a lot, look around, look around, look around. If you have somebody next to you, will you put a hand on their shoulder? Will you, 
You put a hand on your Look, this is what we do. We are a family, all right? We're going to fight for each other in the spirit. We're going to pray over one another. If you guys don't mind, if there's a few of you over there, a few, few of you guys over there, just put a hand on your Just let them feel the encouragement and the strength of family. Can we pray over each other right now? Lord, we pray over our hearts. We declare healing over sick hearts right now. If you're praying for somebody, you don't know what to pray, just say in Jesus' name. We, we pray right now over sick hearts. And Father, I pray that you would open the doors of our hearts wide to receive encouragement that comes from you, not from a man, not from a motivational speech, not from a TED talk, not from a headline, but from the word of God that will never fade away, that will last forever. Though heaven and earth may pass away, the word of God will last forever. The word of God can strengthen your heart today. Child of God, we pray right now for the word of God to strengthen brittle broken, discouraged, disappointed, and depressed hearts in Jesus' name. I pray for the wind of the Holy Spirit to move through this house this morning and bring the encouragement of the atmosphere of heaven. Heaven is not depressed. I pray right now for the atmosphere of heaven. If the Holy Spirit is working on your heart, just let him work. He's the great physician. He knows how to operate. He knows how to operate in Jesus' name. Lord, let a, let a, I pray for like a dew, a blanket to settle over our house as we talk about starting strong this morning. Church, just pray it with me. Say, Jesus, I receive your encouragement. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You guys can be seated. We're going to talk about starting strong. We, fin- we, we, we talked uh, last week about, about finishing well. Do you guys remember that message? Yes, sir. What are we all going to hear on the last Sunday of the year? Well done, good and faithful servant. We are going to hear that from heaven on the last Sunday of the year. On the last Sunday of the year, I want you to be in the house of God. You've got five more opportunities this year to be in the house of God. One of... Actually, four. Because one of those opportunities, you're going to join in digitally because we're going to have church online on uh, Christmas Eve. Uh, But on the last Sunday of the year, we're going to host an anointing service right here. So I want you to be here. Get in the altar. We're going to pray over you. We're going to anoint you with oil. We're going to bless you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit so that you could step out into this new season, finish one well, and start the next one strong. All right, you're going to start strong. You, you, you guys ever heard about power poses? No, okay, some of you guys have. It's like, uh, apparently, if you like do power poses, you like encourage yourself. I'm, I don't know if I've ever actually tried this, but I'm, I'm feeling encouraged right now. I got to be honest, something. Some of y'all may need to do that, all right? Like you're... I don't even care. If the rest of the message, you're just like this, just flexing on me. I want to invite you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, whatever it takes, all right? You're going to start strong. Look at your neighbor and say, you're going to start strong. You're going to start strong. Um, Anybody else, do you make New Year's resolutions? I... I make New Year's resolutions. Listen, I know the popularity has faded 
and a lot of people don't want to do it anymore. And I think the reason why we don't set goals for our new season is because we're afraid of letting ourselves down. Uh, but I believe in it. I believe in goal setting. I believe in the practice of goal setting. Um, and I don't necessarily know that you'll have an explicit scripture in the Bible to look at and say, uh, God says we should set goals. But you know what the scripture does teach us is that we should receive a vision from God and pursue that vision as God's dream, not our dream as God's dream for our life. I love what Lou Engle says. He says, you think you have a dream? You don't have a dream. God had a dream and wrapped your flesh around it. I like that. I like that. I, I think a lot of people have said, you know, I'm not really into uh, goal setting anymore because I think goal setting actually uh, violates God's sovereignty. God is sovereign. God's going to do whatever he wants to do. So I'm not going to try to improve. I'm not going to search for a vision. I'm not going to set any goals. I'm not even going to pray and believe God for big things because at the end of the day, God's going to do whatever God wants to do. Now, listen, I am not an advocate for you setting goals outside of the presence. I'm not advocating that you would drum up a, a, a good vision for your life according to Instagram. All right, what, what I'm encouraging you to do as your pastor is get into the presence of God in prayer with the word and you ask the Holy Spirit to bring you revelation about the good season that he's gonna bring you into next. What would you have me to do and who would you have me become? That's what I'm advocating for. One of the things I've recently gotten into is vision boarding. Anybody know about vision boarding? It's like scrapbooking for millennials. It's, it's amazing, right? You, you make these little pictures of like what you're believing God for in your life and then you put them on your mirror in your bathroom. So as you're brushing your teeth, you can look at a picture of what you believe God has spoken about your life and you say, yes and amen. Yes and amen. And I, I believe in the practice because I believe that God does want to give us fresh vision for a fresh season. Do you believe that? God wants to give you fresh vision for a fresh season. We are going to finish well, but we're also going to start strong. How do we do this? How do we start a new season strong? Well, I want to bring up a verse of Scripture that some people literally don't want to hear anymore because they feel like it's been played out, but nonetheless, it's still true. This is the verse of Scripture that you probably saw in your mom's kitchen over Thanksgiving right next to a live, love, laugh sign from Cracker Barrel. You know where I'm going, Jeremiah 29 and 11, baby. Oh, yeah, yeah. Look, like, literally, I could just hear, like, I know we have a number of people here or that watch us online who are very passionate about orthodoxy. And listen, I am too, all right? And sometimes quoting Jeremiah 29 and 11 to somebody who is super passionate about orthodoxy is like, you can't receive that. Why? What well, wasn't written to you? No, the Bible is not written to us, but it is written for us. And even as Cody and I were talking, we've been engrafted in so I can receive all the goodness that flows from God's good nature. 
And if this is what he has to say about himself, I'm going to posture my heart as his son to receive all of the benefits and all of the blessings of his good nature and character. Because as he spoke out over the Hebrews, I believe he would speak out today by the power of the Holy Spirit over this house. I know the plans that I have for you. God's not in the dark about your future. God is not trembling on the throne with his knees knocking together like, I don't know what's going to happen. He knows the plans that he has for you. He is the alpha and the omega. He is the author and the finisher. He knows the end from the beginning. He is not up in heaven freaking out about 2024 for you. He is confident and courageous speaking over your life today. I know the plans I have for you. That should bring you hope. That should put an anchor in your heart. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm talking about your God. My God, our God. He has plans for us. God has made plans for you. Even if you haven't made any plans for yourself, can I tell you, heaven has plans for you. Even if you hadn't... you've not written any resolutions, you've not made any goals, and you don't have a vision, here's what I can guarantee. God has plans for you. God has plans for you. What What does he say? Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. I receive that. Can I tell you, you are allowed to receive that. And and this is why it was an unusual experience in the first service is because I started talking about some of these scriptures and it was almost like, I don't know. No, bro, get away with that encouragement. No, we are coming into a new season, church. You are coming into a new season. We are speaking this prophetically. You are coming into a new season. And it is a season of fruitfulness in Jesus' name. What does Jeremiah 29 and 11 remind us of? Number one, it reminds us that God is good. Yeah, all the time. God is good. God is good. It also reminds us that God has good plans for our future. It also reminds us that those plans do not include our harm, but they include our peace and our prosperity. Do you receive it? To, To whatever extent it's like so hard to receive encouragement right now is probably an indicator of how difficult this last season has been. But I want you to know, you're coming out tried, but you're coming out as gold. It also reminds us that we can put our full hope in God's plans for us. I may not know all the plans, but I know God is good. I know the plans are good. I know he's leading me into prosperity. I know he's bringing me into peace. I'm gonna put my anchor down and say, I put all of my hope in you. You are a trustworthy father. Romans 8, 28 says, we know that those who love God For those who love God, all things, somebody say all things, not a few things, not not things every now and then, all 
things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. This is what God has to say to you. All things work together for good for us because we are those, church, we are those who love God. We are those who are called according to the purposes of God. So if we are going to start this next season strong, we've got to set out completely convinced of God's goodness towards us. And not generally, but specifically. I want you to set out on the 2024 season, like grounded in the reality that my God is good and my God is for me. I may have gone through some stuff in this last season, but my God is good and my God is for me. My God has plans for me. It is peace. It is prosperity. It's not harm. My God is good and my God is for me. I want you to have that mindset. This is the mindset that enables us to start strong. God is for me, not against me. God is for me. He is not against me. He says himself in his word that all things, how many things, church? All things that happen in your life will ultimately and eventually work out for the good. Eventually may mean heaven. But heaven is good. It's going to work out in your favor, even if that means it's in eternity. The end is? Good. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I, mean, I, and I remember in India, when I lived there, they used to say, uh, in the end, everything will be good. And if it's not good, that means it's not the end. <laughs> That's a cool saying, huh? Psalm 34 and 8 says this. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is. Your God is good. Your God is good. Your heavenly Father is good. Psalm 145, 9. The Lord is to all and his mercy. Oh, that's a good word. His mercy is over all that he has made. I receive your mercy today, Lord. We've got to possess this mindset. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 9 says, the heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. The, God is going to guide you this year. He's going to guide you into good places this year. God's got you. God is for you. You are a beloved son. You are a beloved daughter. Psalm 23, verse 6, surely, surely, and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. That doesn't mean I'm pursuing goodness, but goodness is pursuing me. That doesn't mean I'm pursuing mercy, but mercy is also pursuing me. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So if you're going to start strong, point one is this. Before you go, get your mind right. Very politely. Look at your neighbor and say, get your mind right. Get your mind right. God is for you. Not against you. Now smile real big. Look at him again. Say, God is for you. Not against you. Come on. This is a good reminder today. Romans chapter 8 verse 31. If God is for us, who can be against us? Who? Who can be against us? 
God wants you to win. Can I tell you that, church? God is rooting for you. I have never gone to a sporting event that my son participated in and rooted for him to lose. I hope he really gets dominated today. Man, I hope somebody breaks his ankles on the basketball court. I hope somebody really embarrasses him and puts him to shame. I hope he knows by the end of regulation, he's a loser. Come on, you think God's on the sidelines rooting against you? No, he is rooting for you to win. He wants you to win. He's a good father. Matthew chapter 7, verse 11, if you sinful people then know how to root for your children, how much more does your heavenly father root for you? How much more does he give good gifts to those who ask him? I want to say something controversial for 2023. Jesus loves me. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I mean, this used to be all the rage, right? You see the bumper stickers? Jesus loves me. And, and it got to a point where we like stopped saying that because we heard people who were so entitled yet sinful say, well, of course, Jesus loves me. I'm pretty awesome. Right? And now the pendulum has like swung where we realize in the church, we're like, no, people need orthodox teaching about the goodness and the character and the nature of God who is a lover, but he is also a judge. Right? And we have got great teaching for a long time, and it's helpful. But I really think we need to be reminded in this season, Jesus loves me. Jesus literally loves you. And I think we do need to be reminded of that in this season. Maybe you need to go back and sing that kid's song again, 1 John 4, 4, but you belong to God, my dear children. What does he say? You've already won a victory. You've already won. You're not fighting for victory. You're fighting from victory because the Spirit says so. Because the Spirit who lives in you is greater than the Spirit who lives in the world. God is for me, not against me. We've got to get our mind right so we can start this next season strong. I want you to learn from the last season, but I don't want you to live in the last season. Take some lessons, but lift your head up. Look ahead. God has good plans for me. He's a good father. He's never left me nor forsaken me. I'm an overcomer by the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony. God says that I am more than a conqueror. I have every excuse to be filled with hope. I have every excuse to be optimistic about the next season of my life. I have every excuse to risk it all on the king of kings. He's got the world in the palm of his hands. He can do anything. No things shall be impossible with man. Nothing shall be impossible with God. Can I remind you, church family, this is the God that we are intimately connected to. This is the Holy Spirit that we have fellowship with. This is the mind of Christ that we have been redeemed to possess. This is who we are, and this is who your God is. For the sake of time, I'll go to point two. I could just stay all there the whole service and just encourage you. You feel encouraged yet? Anybody feel encouraged yet? I hope you feel at least a little bit encouraged. I'm leaving encouraged. I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm going to listen to this podcast myself. All right, here's how to start strong. Number two, before you go, get a vision from God and nowhere else. 
Nowhere else. Don't, don't, don't let the for you page give you a vision. No, no, don't let the feed give you a vision. Don't let the algo. <laughs> Some people's algorithm is their discipler. And we, we don't give it that kind of authority. Don't get your vision from that. Don't get your vision from watching other people either and saying, oh, like they're doing pretty good. I think I might just borrow their vision. No, don't get your vision from any other source except for God. I remember as a kid, my dad used to always remind me of this Stephen Covey quote, which is, begin with the end in mind. It's a good one. And this is what I've been doing already, preparing for this new season, 2024, is that is sitting with Jesus and asking in prayer, okay, I want to start this next season strong. I want to begin with the end in mind. God, who do you want, who do you want me to become by the end of 2024? And what do you want me to do by the end of 2024? Because I want to align my whole life with the plans that you have made for me. What plans have you made for me? Listen, if you are living life in a state of boredom, the best thing that you can do for yourself is ask God for a fresh vision, for a fresh season and do whatever you have to do to eliminate whatever you need to let go of and chase the very thing that God has placed before you. And I can promise you boredom will go out the window so quick, so fast. Vision is really, really important. This is why I, um, that's why I, I uh, do the vision board is because I love to have a picture of the future in front of me. And that's really the biblical definition of vision. It's uh, a God-given picture of the future. That's what vision is. It is a God-given picture of the future. God spoke through the prophet Habakkuk, chapter two, verse two. The Bible says, write the vision, make it plain. And that, that's what I'm asking God to do for you in this season, that God would give you pictures of his intended future for your life. Who has he called you to become and what has he called you to do? Whatever that is, that is God's intended future for you. That's your vision. It's a simple breakdown. I don't have you know, time to go through all the practicals, but here's where you get vision from. Three places. Number one, the Bible. If you don't know who you are, have you opened the Word of God recently? Because there's a whole lot of prophetic promises over our lives as God's children about who we are and what we are allowed to say about ourselves because of what Jesus has accomplished for us. So if you need a vision, the first thing I want to encourage you to do is go to the Scripture. And as you read the Scripture, read with the expectation that there's going to be revelation. Jump off the page and into your heart. And God will speak to you and say to you, you see this? You see what you just read? That's a portion of your inheritance for this next year. I want you to pursue that in the spirit. I want you to pursue that in prayer. I want you to go after that with your Google calendar. Rearrange what you need to rearrange. I want to show you this in this season. The second place that you get vision for your life is, is in prayer or in the presence of of God. Can I ask you a question? What do you dream about when you get into the presence of God? 
Chances are that's an indicator of the vision that God is painting before you to go after. You know, when I'm in the presence of God, the ideas that I get are about building the local church. Some of you guys get into the presence of God and you start thinking about music you're gonna write. Yeah, that's, that's part of the God vision for your life. Some of you get into the presence of God and you start thinking about businesses that you're gonna start. Can, can I just give you permission to dismiss any shame or guilt that you have felt in the past when you come into a place of prayer and start getting business ideas and then dismiss those ideas claiming that you're carnal? What if those moments are actually God moments in your life where he's bringing you into a place in his presence to wipe off the filter and giving you a God intended picture for your future? What do you dream about whenever you're in the presence of God? What do you dream about? What hits your heart? What do you start thinking about? Some of you guys in here, you, 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 don't, you don't think about church. You, don't, you, you might think about something that you think is crazy. You know, oh man, I'm thinking about a fashion line. Wouldn't it be cool if we, what if that's part of the vision that God has for you for your future? You with me? You know, a lot of times for me, it's usually about the local church. It's about the word of God and it's about fathering. It's about being a dad. So I know in this season, these, these are some things that I'm leaning into. This is part of the vision that God has for me. The third place you get a vision from is prophetic words. And not just from one, peop- one, one person. I'm not talking about like your crazy aunt over Thanksgiving that, you know, like had too much stuffing and wanted to pray for you. Like I'm talking about like, like prophetic words that you bear witness with that God speaks out over your life in prayer and there are confirmations by two or three witnesses. Let every word be established in the mouth of two or three witnesses. I'm not, not talking about one crazy prophetic word that you receive from somebody. I'm talking about time and time again, confirmation after confirmation. This is who God says that I am. This is what God has called me to do. And he's spoken that multiple times through multiple people. And I have confirmation and bears witness in prayer. And if you've received prophetic words like that and you wanna test them with somebody, come up afterward, like pray with a leader, pray with a pastor. We wanna pray for you. It's important that you have a vision because not having a vision for your life is costly. It's very costly. In Proverbs uh, 29, 18, it says, where there is no vision, the people perish. We've all heard this before. Not having a vision for your life is very costly. It's very costly. The Bible says you perish. And it's not in the natural that you perish, but like you don't die and you're not buried, not that kind of perish. But if you look at the original language, it's pretty wild what the word perish actually means. The ESV gets a lot closer in its translation. Verse 18 says, where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint. What does it mean to cast off restraint? That means to live life without boundaries. That means to live life undisciplined. And the only way to actually capture the God intended picture for your future is to live a life of not only dreaming, but also discipline. How's this going? How's this going? I I can't tell if you guys are like, yeah, it's all right. Or y'all just eating. Okay, amen, let's go. We gotta do more than dream. We gotta be disciplined. 
And that's why we need this passage. Where there is no prophetic vision, the people go undisciplined. But what else does it say? But blessed. You know what that word means? Happy. But happy is he who keeps the law. What's the law? Word of God, sure. But also stays in line with the discipline required in order to fulfill the prophetic vision. Whenever you go to bed at night, when are you your most happiest? I I would venture to guess, I don't know, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me. I I don't want to suggest this is you too. But uh, here's when I'm so happy. I am fulfilled when I know I did everything that I was supposed to do today, according to the grace of God on my life, to get closer to the God-intended future for my life. I am so happy. I go to bed so fulfilled. I say, you know what? I was disciplined today. I, I did what God told me to do today. I, I did what was good for God's vision for my life today. Are you with me? That, that's what I'm talking about. And that's what I want to mark your 2024, where you don't live an undisciplined life. Our, our city is so filled with dreamers, but unfortunately, we got so many people who are undisciplined. It's like, well, God called me to do this and I'm disappointed that it didn't happen. Well, you did not rearrange your schedule to do anything that would bring you into that future. You see what I'm saying? Okay. Um, Okay, third point. Let's go to the third point. Before you go, restructure your life so that finishing well is in your future. And this is what I'm alluding to. You know, I think every year around this time, it's so normal for us to get excited about our next season. And, and I think this, this season's probably more challenging than previous seasons because so many people have had difficult 2023s. I don't know. I don't know if I should get excited about a new season. I don't know if I should get excited about it. No, you've been given permission. I'm giving you a permission slip today, church. Here you go. You got to, you just take it. Yep, got it. You got a permission slip to be encouraged today. You got a permission slip to dream again. You got a permission slip to believe for great things in your life in this next season. That, that God's plan for you is to prosper you and to bl- bring you into peace, not to harm you. All right, you have a permission slip for that today. But as you dream and as you believe God for big things and as the Holy Spirit speaks to you and as friends prophesy over you or as you receive vision from the word of God in your devotional time, listen, I have to encourage you, don't just dream, get disciplined. Reorient your life, restructure your life. Don't just talk about what you're gonna start doing in 2024. Talk about what you're gonna stop doing in 2023. Goodbye. Some of those old behavioral patterns got to go. I can't, I can't bring you with me into the next season. There's not enough room. Carry-ons not allowed. I ain't taking fear into the next season. I'm sorry. Spirit of fear, you ain't going to be able to make the trip. You're going to have to get off. Go in Jesus' name. I'm sorry. I'm not going to take anxiety. Nope not going to do it. Sorry, I'm not going to take it. You've got to stop. You've got to go. You see what I'm saying? You've got to reorient and restructure your life. And and I I just, I feel led to say this by the Holy Spirit, I think. It's prophetic for somebody in the room. You know, whenever I was wrestling a, a lot with addiction and just so many terrible things in my life, I went to AA and NA and, uh, I remember they taught us something, which was the HALT, uh, acronym. H-A-L-T. 
And they said, here's when you're most likely to regress, when you're hungry, angry, lonely, and tired. <laughs> I just felt led to say that for a second. Because like, I just can't, I can't break free of this sin cycle. I can't break free of this pattern. You know, what I've noticed is, is that whenever you're wrestling with uh, what the Bible calls a familiar spirit, it shows up at familiar times. When you're wrestling like, oh my gosh, I can't stop looking at pornography. When do you often feel tempted to look at pornography? Is it at the same time of the day? Why is it a familiar spirit? Because it's familiar. Yeah, it's like when the enemy says, now is the time where temptation is gonna come. This is what I'm saying, reorient. No, you know what I do at 9 p.m. now at night? That's worship time. It's not hungry, angry, lonely, tired time. It's now presence of God time in this house. I'm gonna reorient whatever I need to reorient to ensure that I'm moving toward God's intended future for my life. I'm gonna stop doing some things. I'm gonna start doing some things. I'm gonna change my Google calendar. I'm gonna get a planner if I've got to. I'm gonna sit down with my wife. We're gonna have a family business meeting and I'm gonna tell her courageously, listen, I've heard from God. Here's what we're gonna do. Some of the men in here, can I encourage you? I want you to take authority in your home this year. I want you to stand up and take responsibility for your family this year. I want you to step up and say, this is what we're gonna do as a house. This is what we're going to do, all right? I've heard from God. I've been in the Word of God. I've been in the Spirit of God. This is what we're going to do. Do you know the Bible gives you permission to do that? This is where I just think that we need to be reminded of this, church. If we're going to start strong, we're going to have to start serious. Not reluctant. Not haphazardly. Not, well, fatalistically. 2024 is probably going to suck. <laughs> you didn't get that from the Bible. I can, I, you didn't. You, you're not getting that from the Word of God. You're not getting that from the Spirit of God. You know the most hopeful person ever? Jesus. <laughs> Just filled with hope. Filled with joy, too. You know, he was anointed with the oil of gladness far above his companions. Jesus was the life of every party. And he knew where he was headed. I'm telling you, church, now is the time for us to walk in a different spirit. Now is the time for us to walk in a different spirit. I know 2024, 24, dude, it probably will be crazy. You know why? It's election year. Probably going to be crazy. It's probably going to be crazy. There's going to be people who are going to test you. It's going to happen. No matter who you vote for, all right? It's going to happen. All right? It's going to be wild. But listen, we can walk in a different spirit. We can walk in a different spirit as the people of God. No, I have hope. I know who God is. God is good. God has a vision for my life. I know what that vision is. I'm making changes. Whatever I need to do to pursue that vision. Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. And I'm sure this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. We're about to step into a new season, you guys. We're about to step into a new season. You, you may not have hope for it, but I got hope for you. I, got, I, got, I know what God can do on the onset of a new season. 
I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. You know why I got saved on January 1st, 2006? Tattooed right here. That's what you do. You, if you remember your spiritual birthday. Underneath of it, you know what the tattoo says? Oh, death, where is your sting? Because I like to talk back to hell, so I just tattooed that on my body. Just to, just to remind Satan. 20, 23 may have sucked, but not as much as you do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, just, just, just a reminder. You know what I mean? Just a reminder. I like to talk back. That's me. I got an I told you so anointing. Um, oh, yeah. I know what God can do in a new season uh, because I know the strength of his grace when met with your repentance. You know, re repenting itself doesn't save you. If repentance could save you, it'd be a work of the flesh. What repentance does is it prepares you to receive mercy and forgiveness from the Spirit. It's coming before the Lord with a, hop, a heart posture. It says, I'm putting a stake in the ground. I'm done with this. It's over. Your love has become so enormous in my life that I've decided I'm going to surrender to it because I've tried everything else I know to try and it ain't working. I've tried to figure out how to get through this in my own strength. It's not working. It ain't working. So I'm going to repent today, Lord. I'm sorry for trying to figure this out my own way. It, it, it has not got me anywhere but discouraged, broken down and bitter. It's... It's not got me anywhere, God, but, but I know your ways are far above my ways. And even though my season would suggest that you are not good and you have not been with me, the reality is you've been with me every step of the way. I'm going to yield. I'm going to yield. I put a stake in the ground. Things are going to change around here. Things are going to change in my marriage. Things are going to change in my home. Things are going to change in my life of who I am as a dad, of who I am as a husband. Things are going to change. That, that is the type of spirit I want you to have, church. This is how we start strong. We put a stake in the ground. We say, I repent, and I, I'm prepared to receive mercy. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. I'm going to leave behind those things that are not needed. I'm going to hold fast to those things that God's bringing in my life, and I'm going to dedicate myself to living a life unto the glory of Jesus. And that's a life you can be proud of, church. So, so that's my encouragement to you today. This is how we start strong. Be impressed by God's goodness. Receive a vision for your life from God and nobody else. And then restructure whatever you got to structure to go after that. Amen? If you receive it today, just say, I receive it. Let's stand and pray. Father, we thank you for your son. We're grateful for Jesus today. We're grateful for Jesus today. We are grateful for Jesus today. We're grateful for the spirit of Christ our Lord. We're grateful for the body that was broken. We're grateful for the blood that was poured out. We're grateful for the grace and for the mercy that you've given us freely without measure. We're grateful for the Holy Spirit that lives within us, God. We're grateful for your word. I pray a fresh vision for a fresh 
season over every single person in this room and those that are watching us online. I pray in Jesus' name for a new vision, for a new season over your life. It's better than you expect. It is better than you expect. Whatever awesome thing God has done in your life, he has plans to outdo himself. It's better than you expect. He'll take you from glory to glory to glory to glory. Set your mind on things above. He has more for you. We receive all that you have for us today in Jesus' name. And the church said, amen. Amen. You are dismissed. Find a few people around you. Give them a hug, a high five. Encourage them in the name of the Lord. We love you. Thanks for tuning in to the Legacy Nashville podcast. If you'd like to support the ministry, you can do so at LegacyNashville.org forward slash give. If you're listening on iTunes, log into the store and give us a good rating and review. This helps our podcast reach new people with the good news of Jesus Christ. Until next week, love God, love people, and go change the world.